Welcome to the Book Business Boss Show, hosted by Julia Royston, helping you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. Well, hello and welcome to the Book Business Ball Show. I'm Dr. Julia Royston. I own BK Royston Publishing, Royal Media and Publishing, and the coaching community, the Book Business Bosses, where we get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and become a book business boss. So we have been talking about for the last few episodes about ways to start your book. Um, and I trust that um, as a book business boss, you are writing a book that is related to one, your business, two, your passion, and three, your legacy. Um, there are uh, multiple genres and multiple books we'll be talking about even uh, as we continue our, our series and the episodes of the Book Business Boss Show. But right through here, I want to really focus on ways to start. Um, information that you can provide uh, either at the beginning of each chapter or at the beginning of your book. Now, I'm not talking about an introduction. I'm just primarily talking about ways to start right now. So today I want to really talk about um, providing uh, historical background, uh, historical uh, setting, and um, providing a um, historical reference, point of reference, for your book. Sometimes you have to go backwards before you go forward. Sometimes you have to revisit, uh, uh, I hope I can say this correctly, uh, my speech impediment won't get in the way, but the historicity of, uh, uh, of, of the book itself and of the topic itself and of the subject matter um, that you wanna cover. Historically, you want to be able to um, um, apply it to what has happened uh, moving forward. The um, quote is always, you know, you always got to know your history so that you will not repeat it. So knowing the history of a thing, knowing the background of, the, of a thing is really, truly important, especially if your um, um, point of view, your book, the topic uh, the genre, or even what you're talking about, especially if it relates to uh, your business, um, that you're wanting to hopefully change the course, um, change the future, change what it looks like. And uh, there are times where you have to backtrack uh, the steps uh, uh, historically so that you can be able to um, better understand moving forward. So one of the things that... Um, uh, that is really important, especially if it's a nonfiction, um, more historical, factual book, is that you uh, set the tone historically, what has happened uh, in the past. So if it is something related to finance, what has been the history of finance um, in this country? Uh, what has been the statistics? And we talked about starting with statistics, but sometimes we have to uh, especially decide whether we're going to cover 20 years, we're going to cover the last 50 years. What is the historical data that we want to uh, uh, include? And sometimes we have to make sure, because remember, your book is not only evergreen, it lasts forever, but it's also global. So if it's on uh, a large distributor like Amazon, different people in different parts of the country 
um, can uh, gain access to it. So are you talking about a global money issue if you were talking about finance? Or are you talking about a U.S. issue? Or are you talking about a Europe issue? So being able to set the, the setting of that uh, um, historical setting, um, set the tone for that. What country you're coming from, um, if you're getting down to a city specific, well, I really probably wouldn't do that, especially if you're talking about a larger issue and you want to connect with a larger audience, put, uh, put it connected to a particular country. Uh, if you're talking about uh, World War, post-World War II, World War II uh, and what's going on in the U.S. after um, uh, soldiers coming home, what does that look like um, money-wise? They got to have a place to live. They got to um, now there's immediate families because they return. There's those that are disabled. All of that, setting that tone. And including in that setting that tone is also what's going on in the world. What is, um, you know, so you're talking about post-World War, War War II, okay? So if you're talking about that, then what's going on then? What does it look like historically? Um, and most of the people that are reading it in modern terms, times weren't born and their grandparents may not even be alive. They may not have uh, extended family that's even alive to know that. Not to mention those that are either uh, in foster care, orphaned, uh, all those kind of uh, uh, extenuating circumstances surrounding their family. What does that look like? So you have to be specific. You have to set the tone. You have to set that up. For people because some people don't don't keep up with history uh, and sometimes in the educational system that's a sidebar but they don't do it that well so therefore you have to set the tone you've got to tell who the u.s president was at that time if you're talking about um something that related to the u.s you've got to determine um what why is that significant what was the importance of that particular president um, in that particular time, what happened with the previous president be- at, before him? And then what happened with the previous, with the president after him? So setting that tone, that does make a, a difference. Politics and, and your, uh, um, um, you know, it, and what that has to do with the subject that you're writing about can make the difference. Mine is publishing, mine is technology. Well, a lot of things have happened vastly within the last 20 to 30 years with technology and vastly with having access and, and the cost of reduction in um, buying a PC. It used to be thousands of dollars. Now you're talking about a few hundred dollars. So now the access to technology has become greater. So then you uh, transform Amazon technology and you put that all together and then people are self-publishing. What? Who ever heard of that? So then you have create space. Again, it's all those things that are historically surrounding the movement um, um, and the uh, perpetuation and the moving forward, fast forward of an industry. So that's what I'm talking about. It's those kinds of things that make a difference in uh, what you're talking about, especially with regards to your industry. Now, uh, just another little sidebar. So when we're talking about having this historical views and reviews in your book. That means one, you need to be a student of your industry. Whatever your book is about, it should not only be something you love and in the in the modern world, but you should know a little history of it. When I was in library school, I, I took the history of libraries. Um, you know, I was just, I needed another course. I needed another class. And I was like, well, 
if I'm going to be in this thing, if I'm going to really um, give myself over to it, if I'm going to be connected to it, and I'm going to do it for many years in the, in, in the future, I need to know what the past was. I need to know the foundational uh, um, uh, theories and, and who the, the key players are and who was Dewey and why, you know, why and what was his thought processes and what was his thinking and how did he spread it wide, uh, widespread among schools and churches and uh, systems everywhere. And now it's the system. I had to know that. I had to know the difference in the, between the Dewey system and the LC system. And you're like, well, what does that have to do with what I'm talking about today in this episode? It has everything about you knowing the history of the industry that you're in. And if you want to use any of that historical information, you need to know it. You need to be a student of it. You need to study it. So when you're talking about your uh, specific industry, knowing, pointing out those things that are specific to your industry historically, you need to know the backstory. You need to know um, um, the reason. You need to know what was happening at that time, especially when major historical events were happening. You need to know the why. You need to know the key players, the who. And you need to know what they were thinking and where those things actually took place. What is the significance of that place? Why did it happen right there? Who were the, the, the parties that be? Was it a meeting? Was it a conference? Was it just one person that just stumbled upon it? Was it just one person um, that um, changed the course of it? Did they meet with a group? Did they go to a conference? Did What happened? And so knowing that is really, really, really key. So knowing the backstory, not only for yourself, but for the people that you're speaking to, you're educating them, you're informing them, you're letting them know, okay, it's more to this industry than just what we have right now. There's a whole history that hopefully, if we're not careful, we won't repeat it. We won't do the same thing over and over and over again. We won't have the mistakes that we've had done in the past happen again. They won't be repeated. So that's one a really strong suit of having an introduction for uh, a historical background. You give people the foundational information that they need. And also, you also give the vocabulary. Why do we say these words? Why are these words specifically used in this context and in this industry? Why does that make a difference moving forward into present time and present day? Okay. So therefore, using um, historical information can be very, very, very valuable, especially in a very factual and very um, succinct industry such as uh, um, finance, such as science, um, those things that really require foundational information and foundational tools and foundational uh, vocabulary and theory of why we are here and how did we get here and who helped us get here and who should we celebrate and who should we tolerate and who should we not duplicate. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be right back after this. Did you know the Book Business Boss has a book club with phenomenal books, authors, discussion on a monthly basis. For more information and to discover what the latest book that the Book Business Boss Book Club is reading, visit 
bookbusinessbossbookclub.com. That's bookbusinessbossbookclub.com. So you're sitting by the beach. You're sitting by the pool. You have some free time. You have a free moment. And you've put the kids to bed. And you've, the dishes are in the dishwasher. And you're wondering, hmm, there's a course I'd like to take. There's something new I want to learn. Well, I am so glad you asked and you want that to happen in your life. Visit the BK Royston store.com that's bkroystonstore.com for learning online learning anytime courses on demand find them at the bkroystonstore.com and we're back so we've been talking about historical uh, information and using historical facts in uh, the books especially in the introduction of books of scientific um, um, just just a historical background of any industry. It's really important that you um, that you do that. Now, another thing that that I really like uh, in regards to having historical uh, backgrounds, it it sets not only the tone but it sets the scenery, um, the surrounding scenery of where we were, and that's the reason why we do what we do because of of where it all began and the part of the country where it began. And, and then when you uh, include surrounding influences, such as what was going on, who was the president, what was the music that was being played? Uh, what is the clothing right then? What, uh, what were the prices uh, of gasoline of a gallon? Yeah. What was the prices of a, a loaf of bread? What were the prices of clothing? What were the prices of foods? What were the major restaurants? What was the famous television shows that were going on? Who were the um, top celebrities and the top artists at that time? Um, and then also extended to hopefully make people want to go Google it and find out even more information about the backstory. Because remember, our primary purpose is if you know your history, hopefully if, if it's negative or positive, you won't repeat it. You will move forward. You will have discovery. You will have expansion. You'll have an ability um, to take your industry to the next level. So the history should be connected to the uh, the current information. And then hopefully you're providing questions. You're providing uh, not only information, but you're spurring the ideas for discovery to move even to the future. So who are the major players? Why are they major players? Are they backed by uh, a very famous and very wealthy family? Or did they, uh, as my granddaddy said, are they bootstrap people? Are they people who just found a, a niche, uh, discovered something, stole something, borrowed something, excuse me, not stole, sorry, borrowed something <laughs> from somebody else and took it to the next level? Were they poor and they were down on to their last and if this idea didn't work, they were all going to starve and lose everything. So that hopefully will help infuse into your book to tell others it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you finish. It matters what you do, including historical facts. Also, um, um, give you credibility and give you authenticity, too, as well. 
I mentioned earlier about uh, being a student of your industry. You should know it. Uh, I don't know how uh, much more to reiterate that, that you should. If you need to take a class in your area, if you need to take ongoing classes, lawyers, doctors, they all have to have professional development. They all have to have um, opportunities where they're continuing to learn and continuing to grow um, and continue to have their iron sharpened by other uh, powerful iron. People are making new discoveries all the time and having that historical significance, bringing forward with that increasing current professional development is really, 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 really uh, important and uh, encouraging for the next generation. Because more importantly, you want to leave a legacy. You want to inform, you want to educate, but you want to leave a legacy for the next generation. I find that uh, more and more uh, young people are not about you know, discovery. They're not about um, creating uh, um, something new. They just want to continue to repeat uh, what's been done over and over and over again. But I really want to encourage you, once you know your history, how can you improve on it? How can you dis- uh, discover something new and take it to the next level? How can you um, take what's already been done and put your passion on it, put your spin on it, put your um, little twist on it, uh, add your own uh, um, innovation to what has already been done? But sometimes you need to know the history before you can do that. Um, with the technology that we have, with the um, a modernization that we have, we should be able to easily and quickly take what we have and take it to the next level. So adding historical background, adding historical text is really, really essential and really, really important. Now, another thing as far as adding historical background, historical text, is to make sure that you have cited your sources. Where did you get this historical information from? Where did you get this historical background from? Was it in an encyclopedia? Was it in Wikipedia or was it an odd website? Okay, so one of the things about um, making sure that the, the sources that you use, because you remember everything on the internet is not true and everything on the internet is not valuable and valuable. And, and so therefore you have to make sure that you have multiple sources that um, um, agree on what you're finding out. So make sure uh, you look at Uncle Google and even whatever comes up in, in Google, make sure that you're looking at the website itself. How credible are is the person who's doing the reporting? How um, look at the website, is the copyright date, what does it say uh, on the in the footer on the website itself? Sometimes it's old information that's been posted from you know, five or seven years ago. So make sure that that's credible too as well. And make sure that, as they say, you vet them, that you vet the people doing the talking. Uh, were they really uh, uh, a member of this association? Were they really on staff at this university or this college? Did they really do that research? Is there somewhere else where that um, uh, dissertation is located? If you can't seem to find it in the, the uh, university, um, site. It is not published with the university um, publishing house because that usually comes with every PhD and dissertation. It usually automatically being published by them and accepted by them because they produced it and approved it. And you went through the, the process of defending that dissertation on that university campus. So therefore, you know, you need to be able to uh, um, vet and uh, uh, make sure that that is a credible source. So make sure that you actually do that. 
make sure that you cite that source. Cite it when you're um, delivering it in inside of the manuscript that you're typing in. And then also, if you need to cite, have a um, bibliography and a list of sources at the end, be sure and do that too as well. Um, you know, some people, a lot of things are known and just common knowledge. Oh, we just, we now all know it, but where do you know it from? You know, is it just hearsay or is it actually recorded, documented, uh, valid documentation? So um, be sure that you uh, include that uh, historical background information because it's important. Um, and it gives you credibility. Um, it holds you accountable. It holds them accountable too, as well. You just don't um, take anything anyone says and include it in your manuscript. And remember, um, when your book is finished and when it's published, you're going to be charging for that information. It's uh, hopefully your um, um, real um, particular and uh, more importantly, uh, want to make sure that you give as much credible information out there as possible to not mislead anyone, because this is not the only book you want to write. You want to continue to be a credible source, a credible resource in the industry for years to come, leaving your legacy, leaving your mark, leaving your footprint on your industry, your business, and the world. I'm Dr. Julia Royce, and I hope that helps you with um, providing historical background, historical text, historical information as you begin your book. Be blessed. And I look forward to uh, the next time right here on the Book Business Boss Show. Have a great day. You have been listening to the Book Business Boss Show. For more information on how you can become a book business boss, visit www.bookbusinessbosses.com. That's bookbusinessbosses.com.
Dr. Kendra Royston, President and Founder of Stupid Science Incorporated, where it is our mission to help encourage and inspire underrepresented students to continue their pursuit of STEM careers. Now, some of you may not be familiar with the term STEM, but it's something that we in the field use to serve as a shorthand to refer to science, technology, engineering, and mathematics careers. We at Stupid Science hope to lessen the financial burden of students who have an interest in these fields because no one will do the research about us, care about us, and make the advancements that we need to help the people in our community more so than us. So, if you would like to contribute to our scholarship fund, you can visit us at www.stupidscienceinc with a C, not a K, dot org or email us at stupidscienceinc at gmail.com. You are listening to Ambition Radio, where praise meets talk. 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 